Hey guys, welcome to the Joint Review Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Ember. And today we will be talking about a movie you have probably seen this time. (laughs) One of my all-time favorites, because it's made my top five, Pacific Rim. It's so pretty. For those of you new to our channel, the premise is uh, Ember and I get high and tell you about a movie we saw that week. And then, and then at the end we tell you what we thought. <laughs> but the main premise is we are... We're high and giving you intel on a movie. <clears throat> Very badly. The thing is... I... I little went a little overboard. I I had more than I meant to. <laughs> but it's okay. Part of the reason why we're doing a movie everyone's seen. Because then it'll be funnier. This movie was made in 2013. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck, it looks great. By probably Del Toro. They, yeah. Probably because they used fucking props. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a goddamn thing. With, okay, you can have the pen. <laughs> I'm just gesturing with it. Can <laughs> you? I have a fucking thing about um, <clears throat> uh, CGI being used for every goddamn thing. I, t- yeah, it's impressive what they can do with computers, but like, in the end, it just looks fucking boring as hell. Especially for the actors. Jesus Christ, can you imagine having to act your all your heart out and your only stimuli is fucking green? It's a green tennis ball over there. Yeah, and you're in a green room and you have to <laughs> pretend all this shit is happening. And you just gotta hope you're looking in the right direction. <clears throat> God, acting must be so dull now. I mean, yeah. That's why, like, like people who, uh, movies where there's props and, like, weird costumes instead mm-hmm. of just a guy in a green jumpsuit, like, and, like, special effects makeup, those, those ones always feel so much more genuine because, one, it's a more realistic uh, interpretation of what they would probably look like if it was real, uh-huh. one, and two... The actors have something to look at. Yeah. And so yeah. it's a little easier to be scared or like, like in awe or whatever. Like like the orcs and Urukai in Lord of the Rings, like that trilogy. Compared to the orcs in the Hobbit. Oh yeah, you're right. Ugh. Yeah, because in the Hobbit they 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 uh CGI'd the orcs. They made the orcs look pretty, which absolutely was not the point. <laughs> Never the point. Like, what are you talking? What are you talking about, Emily? He was pretty ugly. No, he was shiny. <laughs> Fucking the white skin and the dramatic scar over one eye and the hook hand. Come on, <laughs> you'd fall for those baby blues. <laughs> that baby blue singular. Oh no, he had both. He eyes. had both. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> What? No, we're here. We're here to talk about Pacific Rim and not be monster fuckers for five seconds. Speaking of monster fuckers, it's by Del Toro. <laughs> you 
Which is probably why this movie is so fucking good. It's so pretty. It starts out with narration by the main dude you're gonna see. I forget his name. You know, the main pretty boy that every movie has. Exactly. What is... I'm gonna... <laughs> He's pretty... Rally. His name's Rally. Rally. <laughs> He's narrating, like, it gives some exposition. You get to see his brother, Yancey, who, like, dies almost immediately after. God, I really hope whoever we're talking to actually has seen specific... That very specific rim. (laughs) Otherwise, they won't know what you're talking about because you just glazed over. (laughs) <laughs> the world they're in who the fuck Riley is by the way his brother died <laughs> I mean you're right but like It's a world where monsters exist and they hate fucking us. And so we, our solution is to build, a, build giant fuck-off manually controlled robots. You can't power them by yourself. So, so the fate of the world gets comes down to hand-to-hand combat. Essentially, it, yeah. <laughs> it's hand-to-hand combat. The fate of the world depends on how good you are punching things. <laughs> how good you are at rocking sockum robots. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would want to live in no other planet. <laughs> right. <laughs> planet was saved by fucking Ultron! <laughs> fucking Optimus Prime came and saved the day! <laughs> So many tangents, I forgot where I am. <laughs> where am I? Uh, we're, we're at... We get to see Rally's brother. Right. He's basically explaining that there's kaijus, and, but uh, running a big old... Mech suit. So we wrote... So we, she made, so we made mech suits, but running one by yourself is too much for, for one... One for single one, person. And so... We became found something that where you're something called <gasps> drift compatible. Blah, tweet, uh, t- TM and sparkles. Drift <laughs> compatible. It means you and your partner. partner are just so on the same wavelength and like you're just so in sync. It's like it's like keyword practically soulmates. Exactly. But there's multiple kinds of soulmates, so that's why siblings tend to work. Yeah, or it could be like... But like really close siblings. Yeah, or like like a father and a son, or like, you know, two people in a relationship. Yeah. But the more, the more memories you share, the deeper... The deeper the drift compatibility and the deeper the bond. Yeah. It's, it's soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's. Him and his brother have to run Gypsy Danger. That's the name of their mech. Which is such a good name for a mech. Right? 
She's she's very pretty, very blue, and very tall. Very paunchy. Elbow rocket, activate. The fact that elbow rocket was a thing and it worked, and it absolutely would work in universe. <laughs> like, I 100% believe that if we lived in a world where those mechs were a thing... Mm-hmm. Elbow rocket would be a thing and a strategy. That would work. Like, a serious one. <laughs> Not just a wall, no, it would be fun. But, like... <laughs> but, uh, they're... They're stationed in Alaska. From what I remember. And so, like, they get called out at, like, two in the fucking morning <laughs> to go fight this kaiju who, like came up out of the deep blue sea. It popped out of the snow! Like daisies! <laughs> and so they like they get airdropped near the kaiju in the ocean. And they uh, and they want to rescue um, this like fishing ship. Yeah, it's a crab it's a crabbing boat. I recognize the nets. It's a crabbing boat. Which is absolutely why they needed to be saved. No! <laughs> you don't mess with the crab. It's important. Crabbing is an art, and I love crab. Get them home. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, they keep moving this boat out of the way of, like, the kaiju so that they don't die. Can you fucking imagine? It's a scare. This random storm came out of the middle of the no- oh, nowhere. You are a hardened fisherman. Like, you go out into the fucking Atlantic and get fucking fish or crab or whatever. <laughs> it's freezing. The, it's an awful pl- thing to do, but you do it and then you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And the storm one day comes out of fucking nowhere. And then a fucking monster <laughs> shows up. And then a different monster shows up, but that one picks your boat up like a fucking toy and scoots you out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like that'll either give you a belief in God or end it right and so like he, they're fighting this this kaiju monster and like they they called knife head was it knife head? It was knife head because it went for the shoulder. Right, and it actually did get that left arm off the Jaeger mech suit, and that hurt. <laughs> like you got essentially, imagine a shark with a really pointy nose just went right through your shoulder. Essentially, what happened? I got this nice <laughs> burn mark. <laughs> Achoo. Fuck. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Fucking hell. Okay. And so, like, they're down an arm, and it manages to, like, get a claw, like, one single claw into their, into their head, like, of the mech suit thing. And just as his brother, like, turns to him, it's like, I know what he's fucking doing. Don't like be calm or whatever and then he just gets ripped out it was kind of horrific he didn't have time to say anything really it was just like 
just a look of panic, and then he's gone. <laughs> and he's yanked up up through the ceiling, and you just hear screaming. All horrifying, actually. And, like, Rally feels all of this, because he's been connected to him, like, this oh, entire time. Oh, yeah, that's time. right. Their brains are not only are, um, they can mind meld, they're connected to each other, and they can th- think each other, hear each other's thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's why they're in such sync together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I went down a tangent. Um. Rally eventually uh, moves his controls to his right arm that is still on the robot and manages to kill this kaiju, I think. Doesn't he, like, shoot it, like, 20 times in the mouth? Yeah, I think that happened. And then he made it back to shore and, like, passed the fuck out. (laughs) And, like, this this dude and his son just come running over and, like, are you okay? Is everything fine? Two fucking civilians are hanging out on the fucking shore of who the hell knows frozen wasteland. Alaska. Yeah, and they're fucking doing the, um, I forget what it's called, where you have the magic wand over the sand to find metal. Metal detector? Yeah, one of them. Except (laughs) it's in the snow, so it looks funny to me. Because I've only ever seen it in movies and cartoons at the beach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a rich people thing. Right. But, like, they end up getting Rally help, and Rally is out of the program for the next five years. Mostly due to, I'm done. I'm. I quit. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be seeing you again. Finger guns right out of the military. Don't Bye. bother me. I'm out. <laughs> and he went off to work on the wall, TM. That's gonna be the fucking the answer to all our problems. It's spoilers. Guess, it's not. This movie came out in 2013. You uh-huh. said. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, okay. But he's working on the wall in Alaska. Because he hasn't moved from Alaska. Moving's hard. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you got nowhere to go, really, fuck it, might as well stay. That's fair. And, uh, they're getting all gathered around because, like, three people just died, top of the wall. Uh, you know. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, there's three new jobs on the top of the wall. (laughs) If anybody wants them. (laughs) Employment opportunities coming at you fairly fast. (laughs) Oh, one of my, one of the rants I went on during our time watching this movie is one of the side characters that literally shows up only in these construction scenes uh just as a like secondary character who like looks like to be the main character's best friend mm-hmm. but turns out he only has like four lines and that's it but he has lines mm-hmm. um he's blonde and he's in and he's the 
he has a weird amount of purpose on the screen. Normally, <laughs> in yeah. the in the and he that guy apparently used to play the best friend character on Leave It to Jim, <laughs> Jim Belushi. Uh, or according to Jim, according to Jim, ah. that's what it is. Uh, yeah, it was sitcom starring Jim Belushi. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. But he played the best friend character, and it was very weird that I have recognized him, and from that, seeing him in a really good movie like Pacific Rim. That that's fair. I, I apologize for the I apologize for the tangent. Please continue. Um. Next. Um, helicopter. <clears throat> Idris Elba. Yeah, <laughs> our boy Striker. That's his name. He's so pretty. Mm-hmm. He shows up in I a helicopter. In this movie is so fucking pretty. Every goddamn <clears throat> one. <clears throat> he shows up in this helicopter, and like for some reason, Rally over there knows it's for him. Can you imagine having that fucking confidence? You're working a dead-end job, a fucking helicopter lands, and you can go confidently go, that's for me. (laughs) (laughs) And be right. (laughs) I remember the tags. (laughs) I know why they're here. Just stomping back to meet them. Like, how the fuck does anyone (laughs) have the cones for that? I don't. (laughs) Even if I do know it's for me, it could be my mom (laughs) flying in in her fucking PT cruiser (laughs) that is magically half helicopter, and I know that's her, and I'd still be like, who's that for? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Idris Elba gets Rally to go with him in the helicopter back to their base or whatever, so he can explain everything that's going on, because he, he, they just lost funding for their Jaeger program that was helping keep, you know, people safe. From these big fuck-off monsters. Like, well, the kaiju have gotten stronger, and suddenly the kaiju and them have been, like, kicking more ass lately, and it's been a concern. <laughs> and so, like... Like, clearly the Jaegers are no longer working. Clearly the answer is a giant wall <laughs> around the everything. Yes, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll solve everything with the wall. Never mind anything having to do with the ocean. <laughs> like, any program. Any, like, you can't get seawater, you can't get fish, you can't get, like... Mm-hmm. All of all of that prices will go fucking skyward. God, can you imagine being a tycoon in the fishing industry? Then kaiju's become a thing, <laughs> and you can't do squat. Oh, that would fucking suck. Like, even if you didn't give a fuck about, about, um, human lives, which you absolutely should, but even if you went down that route, it would still suck because they would die too often and they can't come back. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's getting introduced to all of the other Jaeger teams. Look at this weird, like, because the Japanese are overachievers, because it has to be, you know, it's 2013, it's a little. Yeah. It's like, it's ra it's racism, but like in the positive swing. Like, it's the positive stereotypes, but it's still a stereotype. Uh-huh. So, like, they meant well. <laughs> like, like, it's like the Japanese is team. Look how badass they are. There's three yeah, of them. They're triplets. Yeah, they're triplets, because, like, because the Japanese are extra and extra hardworking that way, so there's three of them. <laughs> um... And there's the Russian team. Thanks to them, they're so fucking badass as the their fucking perimeter area patrol whatever mm -hmm. had hadn't been what had gone unbreached for six whole ass years. Oh, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> then there's the fucking Australian team. <laughs> I don't remember their... It was something equally as impressive, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone... But it kind of leaned towards some sort of stereotype. Uh-huh. So, like... Just undefeated for this this many years or some shit. Thanks to their weird boxing technique. <laughs> and their dog. His name's Max. <laughs> Hercules, Chuck... And Max. Those are their names. Fuck, his name was Hercules! God uh -huh. damn it! <laughs> the father's name was Hercules. <laughs> it's a good thing he was hot, because that's a dumb name. Oh yeah, I forgot a thing. Whenever, um... Whenever Rally was just barely getting there with Idris Elba, this really pretty lady... Like, comes up, and she is, like, giving, uh, talking to Idris Elba in Japanese. And she doesn't think that, you know, Rally can understand her, because, you know, he's a white guy. He's very white. <laughs> he is so white. He's got blonde hair and blue eyes and everything. He is so fucking white. And so... But he's pretty. <laughs> His teeth are, like, really weirdly perfect. yeah. And got that dopey face. <laughs> and like... You know, the cute one. <laughs> yeah, the one. <laughs> and so she, like, at the very end of her talking to Idris, she, like, says something along the lines of, he's different than what I expected. And he just, like, looks at her and she's like, different how? Better or worse? In Japanese. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I... Well, since you're asking... <laughs> well, since you're asking, here, have a detailed list. Oh. <laughs> fuck, my sass has backfired. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. <clears throat> and then they get in and introduced, and... She is so pretty, and she has super cute bob, and, like, it has these, like... Two blue strips. Two blue strips, but, like... This is supposed to be a military... It's essentially military firefighters. Like... Yeah. That wouldn't be a regulation haircut. <laughs> Even if it does look great. Mm-hmm. And it weirdly stays right here. Right. <laughs> All the time. 
somehow. Never not there. Never in her face, even though it absolutely would be in her face. All the time. Because it's it's long, but it's not long enough to even tuck behind the ears properly. Yeah, huh. But it's one of them angled bobs. She's super pretty! Fuck. (laughs) She'd wink at me and I'd fucking have a seizure. (laughs) I'll imagine her just... You would have a stroke. Well, I'm currently dying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Apparently my brain decided to tell everyone I I needed to make it very clear that we are kind of gay. (laughs) Like that wasn't already kind of (laughs) obvious. Probably. Anyway. They're just friends. <laughs> Rally and Chuck, of the younger of the Australians, have this sort of, like, rivalry, like, right off the bat. He, he practically came in with his dick swinging out, like, like sub bitch! Heard you're that loser who almost died. What the fuck? What have you been doing since, you know, you haven't been here? Oh, construction? That'll be helpful when we're dying. Because <laughs> you fucked up, all Jaegers fucked up, therefore you're the reason Jaeger program's going down. I think you're a cunt, and the dude's sitting there like, what the fuck? I just wanted to eat my lunch. <laughs> Like, like it clearly pissed him off, but at the same time, like, it started out with, like, I just... <laughs> I just wanted to eat, man. I kind of expected this, but come on. <laughs> I just, I've been here for, like, four minutes. <laughs> the first time I get to sit down since I got here. <laughs> You're already up in my business. I apparently had some things to say. Uh-huh. And then the Australian douche walks away with his dog. And his dad's just like... Like a fucking drama queen. Like, he was like... Like, mic drop and sassily turn away. Come on, Unmax. Stomp away. Like, you fucking drama ass drama queen. <laughs> Why did you have that fucking ready to go? What? You, so, you've done that before? And so his dad's left to just be like, don't worry about him. He's being a cunt. I'm aware he's kind of a dick. I didn't know, growing up, I don't. I didn't know whether or not to hit him or hug him. And he's like, I think we both know which fucking one he deserves. <laughs> Yet now. <laughs> you weren't there all the time. Exactly. I think I pushed... He he got knocked down the stairs and I think I smacked him. I That was... It was hit or miss either way. <laughs> <coughs> I fucking needed help. <coughs> Ow. And so then... Um, he gets to have some downtime before he gets to 
test out his the most compatible one for him and like this group of people that the pretty girl picked out for him. Oh right, they need, we need to find someone new for him to drift with cuz yeah. can't run one of them fuckers by himself. I don't care how badass you are. Exactly. It's practical radiation poison, huh? Get out of the ca- get out of the mech suit. You are poisoning yourself. I don't know what that was. But it was kind of fun. <laughs> anyway, he needs a brain partner. <laughs> but all these men just can't satisfy him. And so he just like he finally he turns him up with a stick. He finally turns to like Idris and Pretty Girl and he's just like, Hey, what what's going what on? What is her name? Mako. 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 He turns to her and she he's just like so like, what's up? Cause you keep doing this like little like hand gesture or some weird su- some so weird but just, su- but subtle gesture to know that he's paying attention. Like you kept doing this every so often, like, what's that about? And she's just like, oh, I wasn't judging them. I was judging you. You could have taken them two moves earlier than you did, but you didn't. Bitch. <laughs> and so he's just like, fine, come at me then. Get a goddamn stick. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, why don't you fight me then? And Idris is over there just like, because no, fuck you. Because daddy said no. <laughs> Idris Elba is everyone's daddy now. It is the law. (laughs) Daddy said no. Stop it. And whichever daddy you need, that's the one you got. (laughs) And he's just like, well, like, you know, if if she is your actual, like, best fighter and shit, why aren't you letting her fight me? If she's the best. Huh? She must not be then. And like she just whips him like, Father, he's insulting us. And he's just like, Fuck, you're right. Kick his ass. <laughs> Kick his ass as, she, as he takes the clipboard. <laughs> Four strikes is a win. Whatever. And then we get to have this Which, really... Which, meanwhile, the other um, plebeians he was fighting before only got one strike each. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming they were full length fights, they're just condensing them down to the last move, but, mm-hmm. like, it did make it seem like, oh, and finally, a real match. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, so then we get this really nice, like, sexual tension filled fight between Raleigh and Mako. It's really nice, cause, like, they get I'm with Mako. Anytime she, she kind of got annoyed every time she, and he said focus, like fuck you, uh-huh. <laughs> like she that made him her focus. So yeah, can you imagine someone that pretty telling you to focus seriously? Mm. See. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Like you're right, but I'm gonna kill you now. But uh, she ends up getting four strikes on him, 
But, like, it was real neck and neck the entire time. Yeah, it's like, it, they were one for one the whole match until she finally got four first. Mm-hmm. And then more shit happens, and he's just like, why don't you just let her be my fucking drift partner? Clearly she's perfect! <laughs> and Idris is just like, she's my daughter. Like, And you're reckless American fuck off boy <laughs> no you can't have her <laughs> she's she's my daughter I will protect her honor from vermin like you I'm not like setting her up with an arranged marriage but I'm stepping in <laughs> not this you're not one. suitable fuck off <laughs> bring her back like eight goats and maybe we'll talk <laughs> That'll get you in the door. <laughs> and then... Shit happens. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't. You're the only one that can see this movement. <laughs> she just kind of did this like slow, like, half-ass wrist flick. Just woo-woo. <laughs> Movements are hard to explain. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, what does happen next? The test run. Right, the test like, time's running out, so we need to do a test run with... The both of yous. Yeah, because I think it's a good idea to plug you in at least once together before sending you out to fight something. Mm-hmm. And, like, they do pretty good at the beginning. But, like, she gets... Many things were not in her favor. Yeah, because right beforehand, Idris had given her, like, this little red shoe that was hers whenever he first found her. Like, like you're right, I'm sorry. You do, be you do belong in that year. Go get him, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of cute. His hands are this little red shoe, which has symbolism that we don't know yet. So, out of context, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then they both get out of alignment, and... And, like, and he's bringing in extra brain matter in with him because he still has leftover brother in him. Uh-huh. So there's tech she's technically not- only is this the first time she's drifting ever. She's technically drifting it with two people, or at least one and a half person. Uh-huh. Rather than just a one person. And the, all the feelings You're supposed from... to let memories go, but one fairly traumatic event was recently, very recently, brought up in her mind. So, she got lost in the drift. Rowley manages to make his way back. And gets back into alignment. But, like, she keeps going down the rabbit hole. Because their brains connect through memories. That's why if you share more memories, the stronger it is. Mm-hmm. And so... But as a result, it's forcing you to live through them while you connect. Mm-hmm. And until you get... You let it just drift by you until you get back into the present. 
She's this but sometimes it's very because you're literally being in that moment again, you start kinda letting yourself get lost. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Um but he manages to get her out of that and like get her off of the platform thing that she's in. Oh yeah, cause Mako gets stuck in one of her in a very traumatic memory of her losing her parents in a kaiju attack, clearly. It was a crab kaiju. Yeah, it's a fucking giant crab. That's like the worst. Like mm-hmm. not only am I die I've watched many people die and like buildings are destroyed, there is ash and snow everywhere. Mm-hmm. I um, she was like maybe five, maybe five or six, five or six, and six, and just suddenly her parents are gone, and like everything, so many buildings around her are destroyed, and like there's fucking nothing, and then the whole ass kaiju turns and stares at her and went you, and this little poor little fucking oh god. She has to run away from this fucking kaiju as it crashes through buildings to get to her. Yeah. And mind you, the modern day um, Mako is currently reliving it. She is there. It is happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In her mind, at least. And so... Rally gets to see all this happening. Yeah, he's just suddenly in the memory with her. Just hanging out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Having feelings for a little girl version of someone he's very clearly catching the feels for. Uh-huh. Like, be horrified and hide behind a trash can! So, you know! Uh-huh. I'm not crying, you're crying. Shut up. And, like, she just... She's just screaming, because it's a very terrifying event to have happened to you. Yeah. However, real Mako is is reacting to all of this, and she's still hooked up to a mech suit, which for some reason the gun safety is off, which it has been in every other combat scene. Uh-huh. It takes a, like, a very active, like, you have to very specifically do certain buttons inside the suit for you to turn your arm into a gun. Mm-hmm. And hers was just immediately gun mode. Yeah. And she lifted her hand up, like, to stop the in her mind, like, oh god, the crab demon. But like, nope, she is holding a live gun. Up to all these people. Everyone inside. <laughs> it's like, there's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> Get her offline. We trying. Okay, so then they started evacuating people from the command room. Because, you know, Mako's pointing a gun at everybody. (laughs) And they do actually manage to get the main power cord unplugged from the system. Which is to the front desk of, like, the main, like, control hub that Mr. Bowtie's in. Mm-hmm. Which I found interesting. Wouldn't the output of electricity needed to go into a machine that big be too 
much for like a little computer to handle like that directly like shouldn't that have not at all have been where the power is maybe maybe I'm just overthinking it but like that doesn't seem like that would make a lot of sense as far as logistics goes mm-hmm. I feel like they should have ran into another room that's fair but gypsy danger gets shut down and those two, Mako and Raleigh, are taken into Stryker's office to, you know, have him tell them that they're that they can't do this because like that was real dangerous. Yeah, like like are you sure you're drift compatible? That's that was because that was kind of uh a lot. <laughs> And so... But, like, so many things are fucking against her. I know I said this earlier, but, like, she's tech... The first time she's drifting ever. The dude she's drifting with has an extra... Per, like, extra memories in there. Mm-hmm. Fucking, um... Trauma... Like, reference to trauma had recently been brought... Had very recently been brought up. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though it was supposed to be, like, a touching moment. And it was, but that means that's where her mind was. Yeah. Like, all of these things stacked up against her. So, like... Um, and then Mako stands up. Also, who the fuck left it on gun mode? Right? <laughs> uh, she stands up, her eyes are, like, really teary at this point, and she asks if she can leave. Can I go back to my room now, sir? Oh, baby. No. <laughs> And she what? She runs off. And Raleigh tries to be her knight in shining tinfoil and uh... knight in shining denim, <laughs> and tries to be like, "Hey, she's like the best candidate we have. We're really compatible. Why don't you let her do this?" And Stryker's just like, "Hey, first off, fuck you. You're." Under me, ranger. Bruh. Also, I'm daddy. <laughs> Get right. Excuse me. <laughs> and I said, she's not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> so. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they're kind but, of... But, no, I know why you're just scared. I know what she means to you. I was in her brain, bitch. And he's and, like, you don't know anything, bitch. And he's like, oh, yeah? And then it cuts back to the flash, previous flashback, and it just finishes. And because the crab monster gets defeated by a mech. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the one piloting the mech was a lone, younger, younger Idris Elba. <laughs> he dramatically climbs out and like sees this crying little girl, and he just looks like, "Oh, thank God, you're okay. I'm your dad now. I'm daddy now." <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, they're. Both Rally and 
Mako were, like, grounded because of this. Yeah. Oh, something I, I do like, uh, Edris Elba's character does know Japanese, and so she is free to switch between English and Japanese whenever she feels like it. Mm-hmm. Which I personally am not dual-lingual. Yeah, bilingual. That one. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm, I'm a dumb white chick, but, like, I like that they tried to... They incorporated... Yeah. Diversity. Mm-hmm. In languages and stuff. And he spoke Japanese back, and, like, it wasn't just... I'm speaking back to you in English because that's the way it should be. No. He spoke back in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But. Not the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> the... Oh, I should also mention Riley and uh, Cape's getting into fucking Mako's personal space real hard. Yeah. You felt that, didn't you? And he gets, like, right up in there. He's, like, two, maybe three inches away from her face. Like, you felt that, didn't you? Uh, And she's just like, fuck, man crush. That tries to get into her her room, but it's not her room. It's Raleigh's room, and he has her pinned against the door, kind of. So, like, she can't really... She just kind of slips away, just like, okay, bye. This is my room over here on the other side of the hall. Never mind the fact that you left the door open once while you were taking off your shirt and I very blatantly stared and then panically closing the, closed the door when you started to notice. <laughs> and then you shut the door and I only know that because I was looking at the people. Shut up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Not because I like you or anything. Go away. Baka. Oh god, okay, um... But the next big thing that happens is they have a plan to go through the breach and just blow it up. I think. Yeah, uh, somewhere along these lines we meet the two wacko scientists. Right, Newt and... Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Yeah, who are very excellent and very, very Bert and Ernie and very gay vibes, and I'm here for it. <laughs> they are very cute. Um, Newt is the very eclectic scientist, like mad scientist dude that is trying to actually fully understand these kaiju things. Wow, I wish I could see one an up close. No, no. You really don't. don't. And there's the dweeb who knows math. Gottlieb, there's humans here trying to say, like, hello. Like a person. Fuck you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very burden Ernie. But Gottlieb, he gives... Striker some numbers about, you know, how effective the wall is going to be, you know, by itself. And he's just kind of like, you know, it, I think if we supplemented the wall with the Jaegers, it would be better. 
you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy's like, all right, that's dumb. How about instead <laughs> I drift with a kaiju? Then, then Striker just Striker just looks over at him, looks back to Gottlieb, just like, get those numbers on my desk by tomorrow. You turns back to Newt, don't talk to me, <laughs> and walks away. Goodbye, <laughs> you loon. <laughs> but what does he do? He does it anyway, and it works. And they learn it's like a hive... Hive mind-ish thing. And the thing, the kaijus we have seen up to this point are like just the, just the hounds. Basic bitches. Mm -hmm. They're getting ready to eat us. <laughs> and they're gonna eat us because we, we essentially terraformed it for them because pollution. Woo! Yeah. Gonna drop in a bit of the, gonna save the planet message. And so it, it few that's that'll fuel them for a while. Um, and then they get more information on the next attack that would be coming up. That like it's gonna be two kaiju, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Then it's going to be three, then four, and then blah, blah, blah. we're going to be so many. We're so fucked. We need to get this hole closed. Uh huh. And so they come up with this plan where uh, the Australian team, I forget their Jaeger's name, they're going to stay by the coastline because they have the big payload that's going to go into the breach. And they don't need that exploding anytime soon. Um, they're gonna, like, hold back. And Cherno Alpha and the three-armed Jaeger. I also forgot their name. <laughs> They'll be the ones to actually attack the kaiju that are gonna be coming in to attack the city. And... This does not go as well as it was put down on paper. Yeah, because, you know, we were introduced to this very eclectic team. But none of them had any lines and they just looked badass in the corner. <laughs> we all knew they weren't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. At... So, the three-armed Jaeger team... They, I think, are the first to die. Mm -hmm. And they die because their arms are being held by this one dude, and he's trying to, like, gr he grabs the head of the Jaeger, and he crushes it as he pulls it out, and they just die like that. What is it crushed? Because they all hang out in the head. Mm-hmm. So. Then the Russians die. Yeah, because they, they get a crack in the glass of their head where they're in, of their Jaeger. And lost control, lost control of their everything because of a bunch of acid spat by the weird lizard one. Yeah, and so, like, they get pushed underwater by this kaiju, and it's, like, they're clearly drowning at this point. Because they're strapped into everything still. 
and they can't get out, and then it Don't just... worry, the kaiju saves them by eating them. <laughs> no, they explode. I remember him biting. Did he bite? Yeah, he bit. Okay. And then it exploded. Yeah. And that explosion didn't do shit to the kaiju. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh! Meanwhile, Newt was given permission... Was told to go... To a guy named Hannibal Chow. Yeah. And to get, um... Another new kaiju brain, because the last one fried in the last drift. Mm-hmm. Because they're... Brains are they're dumb. I don't know. Their <laughs> brains are sensitive, Aubrey. Uh. And Hannibal Chow is the black market they work with during the last days of this unit being on its feet. Mm-hmm. It's like the world's ending. No one cares. Just use the black market. Doesn't matter. <sighs> and so they get. No, he gets actually in there. And gets to talk to Chow. Who's played by the original Hellboy. Ron Perlman. He is great in everything. I don't care. <laughs> he is wonderful. He also has really big feet. <laughs> well, what? Yes, but that of context, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> Just so you know. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It keeps showing down this fancy criminal's shoes, and like they're like gold plated, and they go ching. It's really fancy. Like like the peacock from Kung Fu Panda, two. Good. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Yay. Um, but it goes snow leopard, peacock, and then it goes ox. Right. Right, you could, right. I really like those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third one, but that's a different. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, trying to remember. Oh, you. Oh no, the he uh, yells at him for going. You know the fucking. It's a drift. It goes both ways, and you drifted with a fucking hive mind. Those kaiju are here for you. Get out of my shop. <laughs> I'm gonna be in my own bunker. You go to a public one. Fuck face. Have fun. I hope you die. Bye. <laughs> Turns out those kaiju actually were there for him. That lizard one, like... Found him and like a weird big licky tongue horrific mess of tentacles came out of his mouth and kind of went, "Hello, nice face." <laughs> like like the aliens in War of the Worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, kinda except very Avatar because it's glowing and blue. <gasps> yeah, and ten and just organic in nature, I guess. Before this happened, though, um, the Australian team were getting their, like, chest rockets ready to go out, and there is a kaiju that has an EMP blast that it used to knock out the power in everything. Because <laughs> apparently this kaiju is quote-unquote digital, and I'm not entirely sure 
what that would mean, but alright. Right. Like, not the gypsy. She's she's, she's analog. analog. She's got a clutch. Yeah. <laughs> she's analog, sir. We can do this. And meanwhile, meanwhile, just Strick powers out at the main hood, and and meanwhile, well. Id- Idris Elba's just like, God, damn it, damn it, fuck you, get in the suit, <laughs> yeah. And so they get to go out and help their friends, and uh, the Australians manage to get up onto the top of their Jaeger. After being, you know, it, the power's out and one of their arms is broken because they got nudged and shit, and so. And so they take flares out and they shoot one of the kaiju right in its eye, upsetting it even more. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gypsy just got, you know, dropped into the water and it's like they're making their way over. <laughs> yeah, what a. My uh, my husband pointed this out. Um, there's a lot of scenes where either the kaiju or the mechs or both will pop up out of the water, cause like like there it's enough water that they were submerged. Mm-hmm. Sure, the ocean's fucking big, but then all of a sudden they pop up and then be perfectly standing at like the waist level, or like knee high. Depending on how much drama is needed. Like, <laughs> where'd the land come from? <laughs> Magic, I don't. But. Gypsy is currently fighting this one kaiju that. That's the EMP kaiju. Yeah. Manages to rip the EMP thingy off of its back, which it did not like. I mean, I don't think I would either. (laughs) And Gypsy gets thrown onto a highway in Japan. Somewhere. Yeah, Gypsy got launched into the city, which thankfully had already begun to evacuate. Which is why no one was anywhere. Thank God. Right. And then the kaiju comes out onto land to continue fighting him. And though a lot happens in the fight, and I remember very specific bits of it out of order. <laughs> so it's not being helpful. You just shoot, man. So, like, Gypsy manages to punch the the kaiju, I almost called it a Jaeger, with its fucking elbow blast, and it gets launched over by this one crane that it just rips the top off of and, like, fucking hits Gypsy over the, the side of their head with it. Yeah. <laughs> And then they get into more of a tussle. And Gypsy manages to fire just about all of their plasma blasts into its stomach and heart. And it just ripped open its mouth and just kept firing. 
That was a that was a very pretty time. <laughs> um no, those fight scenes are fucking epic. Well, they are done by Tiltora. He he does very good with like the aesthetic. That's true. Aesthetic is always in cursive with him. Mm-hmm. Very pretty cursive. Um, then Gypsy gets attacked by the lizard thing and manages to break off its tail by freezing it with the cooling vents, which was kind of cool. Yep. And then it pins Gypsy to the ground and suddenly it has wings. For no reason other than fuck you. <laughs> and it starts carrying them. Excuse me. It starts carrying them up into the atmosphere and like gypsy danger can't handle that. And so if Iron Man can't do it, what does gypsy what hope does gypsy have? Exactly. And um Rally's like, we're all out of options. And Mako's just like, we have one thing left. Takes out this, like, wobbly thing that turns into a sword that she uses to just fucking cleave straight through this fucking kaiju. I'm like, if that was an option, why did you wait until now? A sword would have been helpful during many times. (laughs) She's saying... (laughs) Maybe it's just expensive. Maybe. And like hard on the, the on the robot, I guess. Like like Wolverine's claws. Hurts every time. I mean yeah it hurts, but like then it's out. <laughs> That's fair. And then everyone gets back to We forgot our the best part! Hmm. Boat sword. Oh, right. The boat sword. Motherfucker, this goddamn gypsy just comes dragging a whole ass boat behind them like a fucking shonen protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Just bleh. And then just hauls over his shoulder and smacks down on this fucking kaiju. It's great. I I can't believe I forgot about that. Wasn't one of them pregnant? Yeah. It was the lizard one. With the wings. Yeah, and like, turns out the- it was pregnant and it comes coming after people, but it gets- it strangles on its own umbilical cord. Mm Mm-hmm. And Hannibal Chow's like, hi, I knew it was weak, fuck- Fuck this bitch. Throws knife at its nose. Pulls knife out. Wipes it on his fucking suit jacket. And then gets eaten by it. And then it dies. For real this time. And... Newt finally gets his then that's brain. Where the, that's where she says she has, he has big feet. Because one shoe comes flying off... And the weird nerdy scientist dude picks it up and it like 
goes like across his chest like a sash. It is so big compared to him. <laughs> he he also mentions that he has big feet. Oh, does he? Yeah. Nice. Um. Then Newt gets his brain that he wanted. And he ends up getting help from the math dude who, like, shared the load and all that. Yeah, and they actually get to do that together. So that's fun. And be gay. And, uh, Gottlieb is just kind of like, we need to, like, get these numbers to Stryker, like, right now because this is fucking Danger Mouse. <laughs> the plan, it's not going to work. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, going from downtown Tokyo or whatever Siberian town or whatever mm-hmm. all the way in that far into a military base must be a pain in the ass. That's fair. That's always why it took him forever. That's fair. Let's see. Um, turns out there's the hole in the rift. It kind of is like a door that you need a DNA entry stamp to get through. Yeah, so like they can't get through with just the the Jaeger. They need kaiju DNA on them to like get them through. And so the plan next is to get the Australian team's Jaeger in through the the rift with one of the kaiju bodies just kind of clinging to it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the father broke his arm and so Edris Zelba got to be a hero one last time. Even though getting into a Jaeger would kill him because of the neural load back when he's piloted by himself. Yep. And Gypsy's also there with them. Making their way downtown. <laughs> and they start getting these, like, their sensors go off of there's this kaiju to the right of Gypsy. And every time someone says it's she or right or like a specific way, they look the other way for yeah, no goddamn reason. Yeah, we kind of noticed that. I think it may have had something to do with the camera angle. Maybe. But like, I, I think they look the opposite direction almost every time. But like, Maybe the camera was flipped. They were using their phone. Maybe. It's gotta be it. Um, but... Thinking is hard. (laughs) Um, they end up getting ambushed by the kaiju. At least a little bit. Because, like, they aren't expecting, like, them to attack attack. Or something. No, there's a surprise fourth one. Surprise fourth or surprise third? Fourth. Okay. Okay. This is a different fight, by the way. Yeah. 
even though it feels like the same fight, I even though I watched the movie, it still feels like the same fight, but it's not. I thought there was only three in this one. No, because, like, he specifically says there's four. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, it, there was only three. My math says there was four. Mm-hmm. Okay. I must have, like, blocked that out in my brain. But they start fighting these bitches. Because they have to to get to the drift. I know why it feels like the same fight. Hmm. Because the, um... Because, one, they happen so close together. They happen within the same day. Because... During the initial, like, kaiju fight where Gypsy had no choice but to go out and fight. Mm-hmm. And that was the very fight that the Australian dude broke his arm. Mm-hmm. The nerd dude was going off to go meet Hannibal Chow, and that's why he got eaten by the by the Ember, oh, by the uh, unborn kaiju, mm-hmm. and so on. But they don't get back until after they zap with the brain, still in the yard outside, and then they come running into the new fight. Right. Going, it's not going to work. That's right. So it all feels like the same fight, even though it's not. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. So then they're fighting with the three, three, with the three of them at first. Because that's the only ones they can actually see. And I think they manage to kill one of them before they get any like major major damage mm-hmm. and then I forget what exactly happens to Gypsy but it's right leg and arm end up like being almost unable to use at all yeah cause he's like hobbling over to try and help like uh the Australian and Idris Elba. But it turns into a suicide mission and there's time enough to say goodbye and it's super touching and sad and I didn't cry. And cause, I absolutely cried. Because Hercules gets to listen to his son die over a radio connection with his mech suit. And that's the last he's ever going to get to hear his boy ever again. And he knew that when they, when uh, he hugged him for one last time and he went off on that mission, he knew that. He didn't like it, but it had to be done. So that was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up killing those two. And the fourth one comes out and starts, like, attacking Gypsy. Because Gypsy currently has, like, a dead kaiju. Like, just carrying it. Like, dragging it Uh along behind him. And, uh, the one kaiju that's still alive comes, like, barreling at them. And Gypsy, like, lets go 
of the dead kaiju it's currently holding and gets his knife ready to just kind of like stick it into his back fin like his dorsal fin yeah <laughs> and then they go off the edge into the rift and like this kaiju is trying to get off of gypsy as like fast as he can and like you can tell he's like panicking <laughs> But, I don't know what this is, but get it off! <laughs> and Gypsy manages to fucking kill this bitch, and they make it into the other side of the rift. Where they see all kinds of fucking aliens just everywhere. And Mako's oxygen got cut off for some reason, so he gave her his... And, and launched her into the escape pod. And then he had to self-destruct Gypsy manually by himself. Which is probably hard. Yeah. <clears throat> since he banged up his arm again. Mm-hmm. His other one. Uh-huh. And, like, he finally ejects at, like, the 15-second mark. For some reason. And like, it's. The timer starts out at 60 seconds. <laughs> he had so much time. Yeah, and it showed him rushing to get to the escape pod, then it showed something else, and then it showed him getting into the escape pod at 15 seconds. Like, what the fuck happened in between? <laughs> right? Did you stop to get a coffee? Maybe. It's an espresso machine back there. You wanted one more cup. <laughs> But he manages to get back to the Earth side of the rift. And he pops up kind of like close to Mako's escape pod thing. Mm -hmm. And she like, she swims over to him. And turns out he's still alive. Yay. <laughs> and they make out and like. The world cheers because they succeeded. Huzzah! They all, this was the first and only time <coughs> they kissed during the entire movie. They got close a few times, but like. It made it more meaningful, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, Jaegers are now like. I forget what happens towards the end of the movie. They all lived happily ever after, except the, until the sequel. <laughs> Something happened. Well, the guy, um, Hannibal Chow, cuts himself out of the, um... Out of the baby? Out of the baby kaiju, and... Where's my goddamn shoe? <laughs> and then it ends. Right there. And then it ends. <laughs> I like to imagine, uh, the scientist Bert and Ernie guys went on a date. Oh, Definitely. They definitely did. Made out a little bit. Their brain's connected. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> they they both saw it. <laughs> they just saved the world. Got to those, run along those adrenaline junkies. <laughs> There's so, got to be fanfic. I got to look this up now. <laughs> so what would you rate this movie? 10 out of 10. Well, 
nine out of ten because it's fair. It's it's close to perfect, but there's some things that bother me. Okay. Mostly like stuff like the ocean thing. Like oh I, yeah, I'm diving beneath the ocean when suddenly I can stand. Fuck you. Like yeah, and just like weird details like that. And they'll have the main character pin her hair back for once. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of little niggles that I've noticed one too many times, so... That's fair. But I still absolutely adore this movie, and it still makes me cry, and it's so fucking pretty, and so definitely a 9. Okay. I'd probably also have to say 9 out of 10, because, like, while it made my top 5, I, it's still not perfect, but that's why I like it. Do you have any 10 out of 10 movies? Probably. The Talking Cat. The Talking Cat. 10 out of 10. Excellent graphics. Uh Story totally makes sense. (laughs) Amazing audio quality. Absolute perfect CGI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, I think that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So, we'll catch you on the next episode. Oh, and me and come out and on our fuck on our Twitter <laughs> on our Twitter, <laughs> the joint review pot <coughs> at Twitter, and once again it's the movie clacky thing with the blunt. Eh, okay, <laughs> bye. Bye.